Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If they're searching to buy something, they're on a journey. And so when they come to you, your goal is to speak to them about their journey. Because there's a problem they have they don't want, a result they want they don't have. And if you can speak to that, then they're going to want to learn more about you and hopefully become a prospect and then a client. So it's a process. So you have to make sure that your story is engaging. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Welcome back to another episode. In today's show, we are talking with Howard Walpoff. Howard is a marketing strategist, and he's going to talk with us about branding and marketing for your business. In this episode, we talk about what is brand messaging and why is it important, why you should analyze your competitors, and the power of branding yourself. Howard has a long history in marketing and branding, and in this episode, he helps entrepreneurs sharpen their marketing messaging. Let's talk with Howard now. Hey, Howard, thanks for being part of the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Hey, so where are you at today? I'd love to always love to know what city, what country you guys are located. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. So you're on the opposite end of uh, the country. I'm, on, I'm in California, San Jose, California. All right. Very cool. So hey, let's start out. What do you do for a living? Can you share what, what your expertise is in? Sure. I am a profit acceleration coach. I work with small business owners who really been working for too long and too hard, have not seen all the efforts of the business, the results, and really focus on redirecting their marketing, redirecting their operations, and really helping to create the business that they dreamed about when they launched out and and became a small business owner. Ah, very important area for businesses, profit acceleration. I love that uh, terminology. Hey, before I get into that, I'd love to just talk a little bit about your background. Could you share like what got you into profit acceleration or what made you an expert in this area? Sure. Well, I've been working in marketing my entire career. It's varied in, in different ways. I started off in sports marketing where I worked. It's funny because this week, especially with the World Cup, a lot of different thoughts and stories have come about. I did a lot of volunteer work to get started in that, one of which was the, the opening ceremonies of the World Cup way back in 1994 and did some work in the National Hockey League and the NBA at that point. And uh, really have worked in different aspects of uh, minor league baseball and a huge sports complex in uh, in New York and then kind of evolved into national local radio. And from there, I ran uh, accounts for two different marketing advertising agencies in two different cities and then 
launched off my business uh, in uh, towards the end of 2019. So I listened a little bit to you while I was doing my research about you. I sense you're a big sports fan because almost everything I've learned about you usually are dropping something about sports related, whether it be basketball or baseball. I've heard you a couple make references to big sports fan. Am, am I correct? That would be correct. <laughs> what was it like? Uh, actually, you said a minor league, was it a minor league baseball team that you were doing the marketing for? Yes, I was part of the launch of the Brooklyn Cyclones. They wow. are the minor league affiliate for the New York Mets. And they're really the low end of the totem pole. At that point, there was short season A, which doesn't exist anymore. They made some changes in, uh, in 2020 with the minors. But it was, it was a dream come true. I was on the field doing, I was handling marketing and promotions, and I ran the ball game. I had a 30-page script of everything that happened during the game, all the different on-field contests, what went on the scoreboard. We created a lot of different video for the fans. And it was, we, we put on a Broadway show every night. We were selling out every game. And it was a, my goal was to make sure that people had such a great time that they have no idea whether the team won or lost. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's in minor league baseball, especially at that level, it's really not about the game, right? And this is probably what makes you a great marketer. It's really not about the game. Is that correct? It's a little bit of both. You have okay. first and foremost, it's development of the players so that they could be either future players for the major league roster or future trade pieces for others that they're trying to get on the major league roster. Having a fan base is important because it, it definitely helps the players with that development. But it's also a great thing for, the, for these smaller communities to have something to go to on a regular basis. But minor league baseball is about entertainment. It's about having fun. It's about families coming together and really just having a good night out of the ballpark. And winning helps. Winning definitely having a, a winning product definitely helps. But you have no control over that. The players could be great one year. We gain players right out of the draft. They could be click and be phenomenal, like on our first year where they just ran the table, or they could be terrible and you're moving people back and forth. And you there's somewhat there's a lack of consistency of sometimes who the players are. So you're selling the team concept itself, the mascots and the entertainment. And lo and behold, you might see a future major league baseball player developing, whether it's on your side or the other side. Yeah, that's fascinating. That I imagine you had a chance to really hone your marketing skills doing that particular area because it is, you know, from what I remember going to early stage minor league games, you don't really know the players. It's really about just going to have fun from a fan perspective. It's really about just going having fun and kind of having an experience, so to speak, with the people you're with more than anything else. I learned mostly about just about messaging and whether it was the messaging of the team or the specifics that we wanted something to get across. We, we did a lot of, we call them parody videos. And we would, like, late in the game, we'd take our mascot and we'd morph them into a movie and, and do funny things or things with the players to kind of get to know them and the staff. And there was always that one moment that we scripted in that was that, that big laugh moment. And I'd sit there, the premiere of the video, just waiting for that moment, and then you'd see the reaction from the fans. And you really can... If you can script a message, whether it's a marketing message or story message the right way, you can get a response. And that was one of the biggest lessons I learned at that time. Wow. So I actually want to dig in right there on the messaging because I think this is very applicable to business owners. Should every business have their own messaging? What is... Maybe we should define messaging. And then should we have a unique messaging that matches our own business? Can you kind of walk us through that? Well... You definitely should have your own messaging. Everyone has their own story. So, so bring it down to the, the, the basics of it's storytelling. You are telling your story, whether it's in actual 
storytelling. So you've made videos and you're doing different things in, in that respect, utilizing social media, utilizing on your, your platform, uh, or you are uh, trying to create a message for your audience. Because in truth, everyone is on a journey. And whether they're whatever they're on a journey for, they they have a they need a plumber. They're on a journey for a plumber. They're they're building a house. They, there's there's all different other kinds of things for it. If they're searching to buy something, they're on a journey. And so when they come to you, your goal is to speak to them about their journey because there's a problem they have they don't want, and a result they want they don't have. And if you can speak to that, then they're going to want to learn more about you and hopefully become a prospect and then a client. So it's a process. So you have to make sure that your story is engaging. So it's talking to them about them as a fully talking to them about you. The last thing someone wants to go when they hit a website is me, 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 me. I, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. I've done so much. That doesn't address their needs and they'll go off looking to someone else. So you want to have your brand and your brand should speak somewhat for itself. Obviously, there's a lot of development that goes into that and really a market dominating position that really states who you are, why you're better than the rest, and what kind of added value you're providing to your future customers. Howard, so you said something that's interesting. You don't want it to be about me, me, me. I totally get that. One thing I see on the internet a lot is you'll see someone solving life's problems or your problems, whatever they happen to be. And I'll go through their website and I'll go, oh my gosh, they're going to do this. This resonates with me. This resonates with me. But one thing I find a lot of times, when is it appropriate to bring in your expertise and your credibility, your authority. Because I find a lot of times you'll read those websites where it's like, hey, they're going to hit all your, you know, solve all your problems, but there's never any discussion about what makes them qualified to do that. Does that make sense? It does make a lot of sense. And you have to figure out that fine line because in truth, you're telling your story in, in many ways when you're trying to get people to work with you. Uh-huh. And you have to have different pieces that show your expertise and resources that people can go see more information about you. So example, being a guest on a podcast or having your own podcast, having a blog, these things that people can find very easily on your website if you design your website to to provide that for them. And then they can see some some expertise of of who you are. If if you've done even broader things, you've given a TED Talk, you want that TED Talk on the, uh, the website or a link to your LinkedIn that people are able to uh, address and, and connect with you on LinkedIn and, and make that relationship. Yeah. So you just kind of weave it in, I think, is what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Got it. Do you ever see people that are businesses, I should say people, businesses that are trying to market where they are just way too me, me, me focused? Do you see that often? I see it too often. Really? I see it too often in that people do not fully understand that they're developing a relationship. And the, the most important person in that relationship is the other person. And you'll, you'll find that where you go to a company website and it's been 10 years since they've updated the website and there's nothing, no information there. You see where they they have on, on their, a link to their Facebook page. You go to the Facebook page and you see the, the day they opened it in 2018 with a couple of different things on there and nothing following up through there. So you really have to get into the shoes of your prospect at all times. What are they seeing? What are they looking for? And how are you speaking to address those? So you use the term, the phrase, market dominating position. What is that and why is it important? Can you share some details about that? It's really the differentiator. It's how are you different from other companies? What is it that makes you special? What is it that makes you stand out? 
but really the concept that really defines you and provides added value to your customers. So let me give the broadest example is uh, Domino's. And those that are of my age uh, remember ordering Domino's on campus very well when they're in college. And the whole concept that Domino's had was that if you order pizza from them and if it did not come within 30 minutes, your pizza was free. That was a market-dominating position. They weren't talking about they had the best pizza. They didn't have the best toppings. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. They were the fastest. They were going to prove to you that they were the fat. And if, if they're, when they focused their market on college students and started to make their locations all around college campuses around the country, and that was the main focus, it was about who's going to get the pizza fastest to these kids' mouths. So this really was their market dominating position. And then that went into the way they advertised and, and, and some of their slogans and, and the different things that were memorable to make sure that people understood that. So does every business, should every business have their own marketing dominating position? Is it that apply to all businesses? The answer is yes. And they vary based on the business. And you really have to, you have to make sure that you are putting your best foot forward and stepping away from the line. If you are a storefront in your city and there are seven other people in that do the same exact thing that you do, what is going to make you stand out more than them? And, and look, they may have bigger budgets than you. They may have smaller budgets than you. You have to figure out what is it going to, to make you different. If you're a dry cleaner and you have people coming in and out, giving the, bringing their stuff in, bring, taking their stuff out, but maybe you deliver. And you deliver for free to their house that the six others don't. So it's an analysis of what is your competition doing? What makes you stand out? What added value can you provide to really make that a, a really wonderful experience for your customer? Cool. So let's say you're a business and the business wants to grow their revenue. Are there some common things that checklist, if you will, maybe three things that they should be doing or things that you typically look at that people, businesses could be doing to, to look for that growth? I think that you really need to, you always want to assess your, yourself and what you're doing. So there are ways to try to figure out how to make more revenue with all things you're already doing, or maybe implement it into what you're not doing. So for example, you look at your offer and your offer, you may just have one offer and that might be well and good, but if someone walks in and says, I'm not interested in your offer and walks out, then you're left with $0 from that interaction. So if you have a downsell, something that is a little bit, it's similar to what you're offering, a little bit less, perhaps a little bit less on the price, because it may be the value that's the challenge. It may be the price is the challenge. Now you're giving them a different option. So it, it, you're making it easier for them to say yes and try you out in the process so that as you nurture the relationship, you can then become, they can become a client in different ways moving forward. So it's really, that is, there's multiple ways to look at what you're offering and find ways to provide more for the options that, that people are looking for and really grow your revenues in a, in a substantial way that way without changing the storefront, changing the website, not making any big waves or anything, but just through just general analysis. Just giving them options, basically, meet them where they're at in the buying process, basically. Absolutely. Is there anything else? What about from a lead standpoint? Leads, you know, you hear about lead discussions a lot. Where should we be if we're 
you know, whether it be a, a firm that does hardwood floors or it be a re- retail store, where should we be these days? Is it free social media? Is it paid social media? What would you recommend as far as a way to create more leads and conversion? I think when it comes to social media, the best word is consistent. Okay. So you want to keep doing something. If it didn't end, it's working, nurture it to, to make it better for you. Definitely take a look at what your competition is doing to understand what you're doing with that. But a lot of it is, it's again, back with the, the self-assessment. What's the goal of the social media? Is to drive them to your website and get information about what your company provides and, and start the conversation as a prospect. So you want to make sure, again, if you're inviting people into your house and making sure that, uh, that, that you're, they're going to have a nice experience, they're visiting for dinner or something, you're cleaning the house, you're making sure everything is proper to do that. You want to make sure that your website also speaks to them when they come in to see it. We hope you're finding today's discussion to be beneficial to sculpting your own business success. Head over to 17minutemeeting.com for a complimentary 17-minute strategy session to help you identify and achieve your goals. That's available exclusively on 17minutemeeting.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're cleaning the house. You're making sure everything is proper to do that. You want to make sure that your website also speaks to them when they come in to see it. Okay. So outside of what we discussed, what do you typically see from a pain point around business owners? Are there things that pop out as common things? I think the biggest thing is that people went into business to do X. And X is different for everyone else. I want to be a plumber and I don't want to work for the guy I'm working for and do it on my own. I want to design uh, homes and and buy furniture for people. I want to be a personal shopper, whatever it is. X is the thing. But they didn't go to school to be a business owner. Right. Most people didn't. And a lot most schools don't even provide information. They train you in college to be an employee. So there's a lot of pieces that people didn't uh, check off on the checklist of what they needed to accomplish as they were starting their business that they are that at some point cashes up to them. And a lot of the businesses are out there are that the foundation of the business are the four first sales that they made. But it's not the structure of having a, a small business that is then providing X. So it's these things, unfortunately, that at some point you have to have a better understanding of human resources and accounting and marketing. And these are things that that I find on a regular basis that people just kind of the fact, drew a straight line and and went for it without realizing the other aspects that they need to make sure we're, we're in place to make it a thriving business. Yeah. Do you think, do you, does planning, when it comes to marketing, do you find 
businesses don't adequately set up a plan. You, uh, consistency definitely rings a bell for me in terms of something that I see too, or lack of consistency. But where do you think planning falls into all this? Do you think there's a lack of planning? I think there's a lack of planning because there's, there's a lack of, I guess, the broader vision. Mm. You really need to have a marketing plan. You need to have a social media plan. They need to, to connect with each other. This needs to work with sales in the right way. So if you have, if, if you're running a Black Friday sale, as a lot of people did, and you don't do anything about it on your social media, talk about Black Friday at all or what your offer is, it's going to hurt your salespeople. It's going to hurt your sales. So, and marketing needs to have a, a marketing budget to put to, maybe it's not just, you, you don't want to just put something on your Instagram and Facebook page. You may want to run ads specifically for Black Friday to try to drive up sales. To do that, you need to have a plan. To do that, you need to make sure this is being planned in advance. You can't wake up on the, on Thursday morning uh-huh. of uh, Thanksgiving and hope that you can put something together for, uh, for Black Friday the next day. So you've mentioned offer several times. I want to dig down a little bit into that. What's good criteria for a clear offer? Is there a set items in terms of what you should have to have a really good offer, compelling offer? To me, it always starts with having a great understanding, not just a good understanding, a great understanding of who your customer is. And if you have a great understanding of who your customer is, you have a pretty good understanding of what they want. So now you're building your offer on what your your avatar, your general customer needs. Now, granted, it has to match into what you provide and like doing on a on a general basis. The plumber isn't going to go up on the roof and fix uh, loose tiles, but you you have to make sure that's something that's that's cost effective for you and that's going to bring the the revenue that you're looking for. And again, looking at the different options of okay, how can I build off of this offer? Is there a significant downsell I can create so there's issues? Or are there things I can add to it on the side or above? Is there is there a this is, this is my A plan, but I can sell you an A plus plan, which is going to be more revenue for me and better value for you. And you've just upsold them, which is I like throwing McDonald's into the mix because they're, they're the experts at it. If uh, you want a soda, and they ask you, do you want the large soda, but they want to offer you the extra large soda for a couple cents more. They just upsold you for more revenue into the company. And if you ask them for uh, just a hamburger. And they say, would you like fries with that? They, this, that's called cross-selling. And now they provided you with... So your, your, the offer that you wanted was the burger. So you're offering your, your primary plumbing... I love going with plumbers as my examples. Plumbing <laughs> services. And then, but there's a secondary offer that's, that's connected to it that you're asking them while they're ready to buy the main offer. And they pretty much said yes. But okay, before you do, what if you we can add... This onto it. This this uh, six month. Every six months, we come in and 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 check, make sure all that that, that uh, no pipes are leaking. Sound like a service contract, like the people in the uh, the the air conditioning uh, service industry does. So there's opportunities to create new revenues. So coming into the new year, do you have a few things that we should look at, consider going into 2023? What business owners should be looking at? Maybe even intertwined with your own services of what you're helping clients with. I think the main thing that people are discussing is that we don't know what 2023 is going to look like. <laughs> is there a recession? Is there not a recession? Did the numbers that we just saw a couple of days ago showing the, the, the where the economy is going, is that a sign that there is no recession and that the, the inflation is coming down and jobs and all that? We don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of things being thrown at us. But 
when you have challenging times, what you need to do is brand yourself. First and foremost, focus on your brand and get your name out there. Those that did extremely well when the pandemic hit didn't hide into a corner. Even if they were, did revenues weren't coming in, they were focusing on branding themselves even more so that when people were ready to move forward, they were the first thing on their mind. So I, I think that's, that's one of the, the first, more than anything else, you need to really assess who you are, what kind of message you are giving out. And again, you always need to take yourself, put yourself into the shoes of your potential customer and what do they see? If they're seeing one thing and you're saying another and assuming it's something else that they're seeing, then there's a problem right there. So you need to fix that if that's a problem or enhance it if it's not to make sure that, that you're staying above this curve as we figure out what the economy really is going to be. You talked about ideal customer or avatar. Do you think that's something that entrepreneurs, business owners, they often don't focus around who is my ideal customer? Do you find that as a problem or, or do they give a lot of thought to it? What's your thoughts on that? There are those that, that put a lot of thought into it, which is fantastic. And those that have the right niche that go into uh, to selling to them, they really can do well. The, the example I love to give is someone who sells um, skin lotion. So who is their client in their mind? Anybody with skin. <laughs> That's their client, which is not the case at all. Right. Very few people will buy lotion. Those that buy lotion have different specific needs for what kind of lotions that they want. So the, that, that big number of 300 billion people in the world starts going down lower and lower and lower and lower till you now find who you really are targeting. Because those that are trying to, to throw different messages at all these people about their lotion they're never going to make the sales that they're looking to do. Yeah, that's a great example. I thought you were going to talk about plumbers, but I like the skin. That's, that's an awesome example because... It's a, it's a rare non-plumber <laughs> example that I have, but, I, but, but it's the one that, that really uh, defines it. Yeah, it hits home. It hits home. Tell us a little bit about what you do. What type of clients do you work with? How do you help them? What's their entryway in terms of working with you? Can you share a little bit? Sure. I work with... Again, I try not to be too generic, but I work with small business owners. And that they really do come in different shapes and sizes. My avatar, if I were talking in, in that realm, is someone who's been around for a couple of years. And again, uh, they put in all this effort. They've done all these different things and it's just not working. Why is it not working? I don't understand why it's not working. And to be able to sit with them on a regular basis and come up with a game plan, because I, I start off with a... Uh, a meeting I call the good, the bad, and the ugly because I really need to know what's going on. What, is your, what do your budgets look like? What do your revenues look like? What have you done for marketing? What, what's worked? What hasn't worked? What is the big thing that makes you stay up at night that's not happening? So once we figure those out, then I'm taking my 25 years of the marketing experience and we're creating a checklist. These are things that have to get done. So some of it is very simple. Some of it may take a little more work. Some of it may not cost anything whatsoever. Sometimes you may have to invest in, in certain things for the, the bigger picture to, to make sure you're moving forward. And over the course of the year, we're working weekly to focus on the different challenges and, and really working this checklist down to nothing while also adding new things to the checklist in the, in the process. If you've now, you're now getting a response from uh, a campaign you've made on Instagram, for example, perhaps it's an opportunity to expand and take, if you're doing a video, Maybe that video works very well on TikTok in the same way, but you have to figure out the best way to, uh, to find an audience there. But I think a lot of it starts with assessing what the pain points are, addressing who the audience is and getting a better sense of, of really who the audience is, and then really messaging to them directly 
so that you're addressing the two questions that they have in their head on a regular basis. There's a problem I have I don't want and a result that I want that I don't have. Yeah, great wisdom there. Hey, I always love to end the show with if you have a business or a life tip that you can share with us and we can apply to our lives. Anything stand out? It goes back to, we started with with my baseball uh, background. <laughs> and it was funny, on social media, I was, I was going through and I, I will get a lot of baseball-themed uh, things thrown my way. And one of uh, the pitchers that really has a great story in, the, in baseball in general is Satchel Paige. Huge, huge, infamous pitcher in the Negro Leagues. And he finally got his shot in the majors, I think at the age of 42 is when he started. He, pit, he pitched, he found the right, the right owner found him and used him in different ways. I think he pitched in his 50s as well in, in different ways. But um, his, his gravestone has like these words of wisdom of the different things that you should watch out for. And then his most famous, famous quote is the last one. Don't look back, someone might be gaining on you. So as you are building your business, there's no time just to say, okay, I hit the moments. This is, this is exactly what I want. Because there's other, just the same way that you're assessing what the other businesses in your industry are doing. So too, if they're doing it right, they're doing the same thing with you. So business is still going to be developing over the course of time. You really want to be the leader in your industry, the leader in your segment of, uh, of where you're working or your community. And sometimes you look back and, and uh, take your foot off the gas, people may pass you and then you, you're losing market share. So just something to think about. Wow, I love that. Great, great story. Powerful, powerful. I love it. So your your website, and I'll put this in the thinktyler.com show note. Uh, profitmasterbusinesssolutions.com is your website. I'll say it one more time. Profitmasterbusinesssolutions.com. If folks wanted to reach out to you, is there anywhere else you'd like them to go or to email you or anything? It's it's definitely the best place to go because you can download my book, uh, Business Marketing Maneuvers there for free and really goes through eight strategies of how to fix and, and uh, address marketing needs of a business. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if you find me at Howard Walpuff, please just uh, connect. Tell me that you, uh, you heard me here and uh, I'd love to connect with you. Awesome. Thanks, Howard. I really appreciate your time. Tons of wisdom you dropped today. I know the audience appreciated it. I sure appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of the week. All right, Tyler, thank you so much. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives 
one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.